are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Thursday show for you. Going to preview what's coming up in a couple hours on your weekly Reality Steve podcast. Also going to talk a few news and notes in regards to charity season, some VIP stuff. My Wednesday nights are now booked. Temptation Island and the Big D premiered last night on USA. I've got thoughts on both shows. And I've got a question regarding a show that I haven't brought up in a while and I have no idea what happened with it. But when I was watching the Big D, I was like, hey, this reminds me of this show. What happened there? We'll get to all that momentarily. So as I said, we have a show coming out in a couple hours. The weekly Reality Steve podcast. It is, what number are we at now? We are at... 3.43, and with the premiere of Temptation Island last night, I know I had Mark Wahlberg on last week, the host of the show, gave you a little preview. We're going to talk about Temptation Island a little bit later in this podcast, but today I'm bringing on Iris Jardiel. She was on season four, last season of Temptation Island. She got engaged to Luke at the end of the season, had them on at the end of the season, then had them on in the beginning of November where they talked about the fact that, yes, they did break up but had just gotten back together. Well, seven months later, a lot more has changed and a lot more that's probably going to make your head spin because we see a side of Iris that probably a lot of us never saw coming. Maybe you've heard some of it already because she was on Casey Campbell's podcast, Casey from season one of Temptation Island, multi-time guest on this podcast. Iris is on her podcast on Monday. If you didn't hear that, that's fine. You can check that out. Or you can listen to today's, but Iris reveals a lot. And I will give you a warning up front. There's a lot of sexual talk in this podcast because of what Iris is involved in right now. And all I ask is for everybody to have an open mind about it. That's all I'm asking. There you go. But that's coming up in a couple hours. You're not going to want to miss this podcast because when I first found out about this, I mean, I was just as surprised as you, but it's almost like the old saying, you don't judge a book by its cover. And the impression that I've always had of Iris from the two times I've had her and Luke on my podcast, you know, you just have a certain impression of people and then you find out other things. And she has no problem sharing what's going on in her life now, her new business venture going forward. So check that out. That'll be up in a couple of hours. So I had some notes from charity season, and these aren't major notes. There's no spoilers involved. But when the men were first released on the Bachelorette Facebook page back in March, again, all we see is their headshots. We find their last name. We find their Instagram account. But we don't even know how to pronounce their names. We don't know how these guys talk. Nothing. So for the longest time when we were talking about Doton, that's how I thought he pronounced his name, D-O-T-U-N. I just assumed his name was Doton. I was wrong. It's Doton. And we know that because when the videos started being released of the guys announcing their name and their age and their city and what they do on the ABC, Bachelorette ABC Instagram page, we now see them pronouncing their names and talking. It's like, okay. Well, the Bachelorette ABC is also now giving like little intro videos to some of the guys. They did 
Xavier a couple days ago, and yesterday they did Joey. And for the longest time, for Joey, he spells his last name G-R-A-Z-I-A-D-E-I. And if you go back a couple months on this podcast, I even said, like, look, I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's last name, but I thought it was Graziati. Well, on his video yesterday, which clearly gave away that he made a hometown date because it shows him playing tennis with Charity, which is what I told you they did on their hometown date. His last name is pronounced Grazday. That's how he said. I'm Joey Grazday. So now we know how to pronounce these people's names. And I don't know if there's any other ones that I had uh, trouble with during the while the show was filming and I didn't know. Those are two, but those two guys are important to the season because they're both they both made Final Four, Dotton and Joey. I, we still don't know any new information yet. What we do know is when they showed Xavier's video on Bachelorette ABC, it clearly shows that Xavier made it to Fiji. So now we know that Xavier made it to Fiji, and during filming we had video footage that circulated on the Internet that came where we clearly saw Doughton is in Fiji, and we clearly saw that Aaron Bryant was in Fiji. So I don't know if that means that is your final three. Sometimes what's what's the word? What's the phrase? Occam's razor. Sometimes the the simple explanation is the right one. We have now video footage of three of the four men in Fiji. Dotton, Aaron, Xavier. We don't have footage of Joey in Fiji, but maybe they just don't want to give that away. So we don't know yet, and I don't know for sure, but just the facts is we have video footage of three of the four men in Fiji. So are we going to say, oh, no, well, they're just covering up, and Joey was there, and four men went to Fiji? I don't think anybody knows for sure at this point. I know I don't, so... Once I do, like I say it every single time, once I know, then you will know. And I need some more confirmation of things. Have I heard rumblings since the season ended? Of course, but I hear rumblings every season. If I ran with rumblings and just threw out a bunch of guesses and speculation, I wouldn't be doing my job. The reason why I don't run with rumors and speculation is because it doesn't count for Reality Steve when he says that. Because the second I say anything... It turns into Reality Steve said this, and people can't seem to understand nuance when I do say this is what I'm hearing or this is rumored or this is speculation. So I just don't do it. I deal in black and white when it comes to spoilers on this show. When I know or I believe it to be true that this is a spoiler, then I give it. Saying rumors and speculation does me no good because it turns into, oh, I thought you said that so-and-so did this. And it's just like, no, I didn't say that or else you would know for sure. So all we know for facts is there is now video footage of three different men, three of her final four being in Fiji. Aaron, Doughton, and Xavier all made Fiji. And we know that those were three of her final four. So do people want to go out on a limb and say Joey actually made Fiji? I don't know. Maybe the simplest explanation is the easy one. Or maybe the answer is the simplest one. 
The simplest one meaning we have video footage of three of, of her four men in Fiji. Outside of Hannah Brown's season, when she took all four men to overnight dates, that's the only time it's really happened in the show's history, correct? I don't think that's the, I, that's the only time that all four men after hometowns got to go to overnights. So if we're thinking that Charity makes it number two, then you could say that Joey made it there. But I don't know. All right, let's talk a little Temptation Island. Premiered last night. I rewatched it because I had seen the first episode on the screener. I am not doing a collaboration with Temptation Island this season, just like I didn't do last season. I did for the first three and they've just said they don't have the budget to do it anymore. That's fine. I'll still promote the show. I'll still want to talk to these people when the season is over and just kind of see where we're at with everything. So it just goes to show that I don't just pimp out shows that I get paid to do. Temptation Island isn't paying me a cent this year, but I will definitely give my thoughts every Thursday along with my thoughts on the Big D and... Yeah, my two-hour block on Wednesday night is now taken because I am into both of these shows. So let's start with Temptation Island. You heard me talk to Mark last week, and like I said, tomorrow, coming on the podcast, you are going to hear a different side of Iris Jardiel that you probably never thought you'd hear. So listen to that coming. Did I just say tomorrow? Yeah, because I'm recording this on Wednesday, but you're hearing this on Thursday. That's where I get screwed up sometimes. But in two hours, you will hear Iris on the podcast who was on Temptation Island last season, got engaged on Temptation Island last season, came on the podcast seven months after it aired to say we broke up, but we've gotten back together. Now she's got some things to fill in about. One, that interview that they did together back in November of 2022 on this podcast or on the weekly podcast, and then what she's been up to since. So with Temptation Island last night, we got four couples yet again. Hall and Caitlin, Roberto and Vanessa, Chris, Christopher, and Maricela, and Great and Paris. Uh, let's start with Hall and Caitlin. As you heard me talk to Mark Wahlberg last week when I said it, I said, this is the first time we've had an engaged couple on the show, right? And he's like, yes. And you watch it last night, and both of them... You know, he seems to think that she loves the attention from other guys. She just found out last night the reason he broke up with her three and a half years into their relationship was because he wanted to date around. She didn't even know that. So he seems to be, you know, in his ITM, his confessional saying, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? I'm going to be here on this side of the island with these eight single women. So already he's yet before he met the singles, he was like, I just don't see anybody that's going to compare to Caitlin. And, you know, it's the funny thing when you look back at all the seasons, how many times have we seen the couples talking before they got split up to say, like, no, this is my person. This is the one I want to be with for the rest of my life. And I don't see anything getting in the way of us, too. And then, you know, halfway through it, they're straddling somebody else, you know, <laughs> just I'm not saying Hall. I mean, I don't like I said. I don't know the. I don't know the outcome for any of these couples. I don't want to know this outcome for any of these couples. I don't want to know spoilers. But something tells me these two are in trouble, and not that I think either one of them are going to have any major cheating. Just looking at the previews for the season again, I could have stopped and paused it and tried to figure out who was who. 
But there's a lot of black light in that preview and a lot of people in bed rolling around that don't seem to be <laughs> the couples. So um, I guess if there's one couple that I think could make it out of all of this, it is Hall and Caitlin. But I do think they have some issues to work through. And it will be interesting to see if this guy goes against what he already said about, oh, my gosh, nobody's replacing Caitlyn. I can't see anybody coming between us. Or Caitlyn finds somebody else because they've been engaged for a year and she hasn't even thought about wedding planning. So where is her head at? Is she still holding a little bit of resentment that he dumped her three years and three and a half years into their relationship? I guess we'll find that out as the season goes on. The other three couples, I literally have zero hope for. And I know I'm probably judging too early, and it's only one episode, but I think anybody watching last night, if you're listening to this right now and you watched the episode last night, how can you look at any of those other three couples and think they're going to survive and leave the island together? Roberto and Vanessa obviously have the age difference, but as you heard me say to Mark last week, Vanessa is very, very outspoken and very, very set in her ways. And even Mark almost called her out on the carpet in the very first bonfire where they had the four couples at the bonfire, which is something they'd never done before to start the season. So I thought it was interesting. Roberto, 10 years younger, is going to be tempted by women who aren't going to be as demanding as Vanessa clearly came across in the first episode. You know, maybe Vanessa tones it down, and maybe she realizes, if I want to keep Roberto... I have to, I'm allowed to have my standards, but I need to tone it down. I need to not boss him around as much because it seems like that's what she does. And he seems to take it. He even said, I'll take the L in our, in our arguments. I'll just take it because that's what he does. Is that healthy? No. But he just doesn't want to deal with all the fighting. So he says he takes the L. But he also said something very interesting last night where he basically said Vanessa will never admit that she's wrong. And she'll just argue to win. And that's completely unhealthy. You cannot be with somebody who absolutely cannot see the error in their ways and absolutely cannot admit fault in any sort of argument because that will drive you up a wall. And too much lip biting and too much taking the L will eventually be the detriment of that relationship. But... I don't think they're leaving the island together. Christopher and Maricela, another one that's like, whoa, wait a second. They had their issues. We find out that Christopher cheated on her, but then we find out towards the end of the episode that she likes women. So, and, and, and maybe I misheard them when they were on the couch towards the end of the episode and the guys were asking her and Christopher kind of offered it up like she likes women and she even said, like, I want a girlfriend. But I didn't know. I, I Was Maricela saying, I want to be with Christopher, but I want to add a third to our relationship. I want it to be three of us. Did she want a thruple? Because her just saying, I want a girlfriend. It's just like, okay, well, then they're clearly not going to make it because last time I checked, Christopher is a man. And he's so is she just wants a third to add to their relationship. And Christopher is going to determine whether or not he wants that or she wants to be with a woman full time. So I, there's no way they're making it. No way. I don't see any way they leave as a couple. As for great and Paris, I think that they 
are probably not going to make it either. It seems like maybe their expectations don't align whatsoever. And Great might be too much of a player. He's already cheated on her twice. I got to believe if I go back to the preview for the season and I pause, Great's got to be one of those guys that has another woman in his bed. And I just don't think Paris. I, it's almost like you can see this one playing out where Paris is going to be like, no, I don't deserve someone who treats me this way. He's cheated on me in the past. He, I find, I see clips of him, you know, with another woman in his bed. I don't deserve that. She just needs to get up the strength. It seems like she's a little bit young on the younger side. She's already admitted he's cheated on her, and she has stayed with him. It's almost like. She needs to just realize it's okay to be a strong, independent woman and stand up for yourself and say, no, I'm not going to take this. Because clearly, she's taken it so far. He's cheated on her, and she's continued to stay with him. And she said it was more than once. So it seems like this experience for her, this is just my guess after one episode, Paris is going to leave this show at the end, either with somebody else or single, and realize that she doesn't need to be treated that way. And she needs to stand up for herself. And if she doesn't, it's just going to continue to happen. So, yeah, I think three of the four couples are definitely not leaving together. Hall and Caitlin, because they're engaged, it seems like, okay, it's a lot more serious. They're going to have to really, something really big is going to have to happen to to end an engagement. But it, it certainly could. So I hope you all watched it. It's on Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central on USA And then it is followed by the Big D, which comes on right afterwards at 10, 9 Central on USA. And it's hosted by JoJo and Jordan. And I'm going to say this right off the bat. I was totally confused and ended up being wrong about what this show was. I knew it was divorced couples on an island. For whatever reason, I just thought it was similar to Temptation Island where these divorced couples dated singles that were brought in to not tempt them, but singles that literally were brought in to date these people. And yes, your divorcee, your significant other that you're divorced from has to watch you go out on dates or hear about you going out on dates. That's what I thought the show was. I had no idea that they were all dating each other and your only choices were from the other divorced couples on the island. So that made it really interesting to me. I think the show's great. I really, really liked it. I'm not going to say I like it more than Temptation Island, but like I said, my Wednesday nights, that two-hour block is now booked for me. If you're not watching this show, I really suggest you watch it. The thing that is a little confusing to me is the voting off stuff, because if you're just voting off someone every week that's not advancing or you know not open to the process, it just seems like you're going to have X amount of people left. You're just going to have few people left at the end. I, I don't know. i got to see how it plays out. I don't think you should vote anybody off on that show. I think it should just be the premise that it is. Date each other and see what happens. Now, I guess the whole point of voting somebody off is to bring in other couples. So that's what we did see in the preview for the rest of the season for the Big D is we're going to get other couples coming on the show, divorce couples. So there's while there isn't singles, the six couples that we had to start the show, which were Ariel and Blair, and Ariel still wants to be with Blair, and Blair wants no part of Ariel. At least that's what he's the impression he's giving in the first episode. Casey and Brooks, 
Uh, Brooks was the one eliminated last night. You know, is there going to be a surprise where some of the eliminatees get to come back later in the season? I don't know. Casey is a spitfire, and she is a nonstop talker and full of energy, and they eliminated her ex last night. But then she tells him at the end of the night, we're going to go to couples counseling when this is over. I owe that to you. Well, if Casey gets to stay on the show and date somebody, what if she falls for somebody else? Like to to promise Brooks that you're going to go to couples counseling with him when this is all over, I don't understand that because what if Casey leaves that island in a new relationship? I, I don't didn't really understand that. Alexis and Devin seem to argue nonstop. Didi and Tacker, is that his name, Tacker? T-H-A-K-U-R. I thought, he, I thought they were calling him Tacker. Um, he basically cheated on her their whole relationship, and he just seems like a total D-bag. He just seems like a really – he just seems like a guy that – he even was lying in his confessionals. He's like, yeah, I'm telling them what they want to hear so I don't get eliminated. But there's no way that those two are staying together, and Didi wants to be moving on with somebody else. And I think even in the previews, we see that Didi and Ariel, I believe, are – uh, they go on dates, and they certainly have something for each other. Allie and David were in a open relationship. She, um, he still is open to trying things again, but I don't know if she is. And then Jillian and David uh, are the are the other couple. Those are the six to start off. But we're getting at least two more that I saw in the previews, if not three more couples being brought in at some point. So. I really liked it. I now remember this show was supposed to come out in 2021, I believe. And literally three or four days before it was supposed to premiere, TBS just decided to cut it from their schedule. So this was filmed. I mean, I'm sure if I went, I'm sure if I went Instagram digging, I could find out what the hell's going on with all these couples. I don't want to. I want to see it play out. But this show's been two years in the can. So this happened a while ago. Who knows what's even happened since then? I mean, there might have been. I guarantee one of these couples at least gets back together. And they might have gotten back together and already broke up again. Like, there's been so much time since this was filmed. It's like, whoa, wait a second. Um, (laughs) But if you're not watching, just immediately set your DVRs. Wednesday night on USA, record those two hours from uh, 8 to 10 Central Time or 9 to 11 Eastern Time. Temptation Island and The Big D back-to-back, two very good relationship dating shows that, I mean, if you like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, I don't see how you can't like these two shows. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts, including subscribing. That's the easiest way you can support this podcast as well as, you know, purchasing anything from the ads uh, that I read, whether it's Green Chef or you go check out comingoutforlove.com and type in promo code Reality Steve when you click on a bundle. Any of that gets you, if that gets you 15% off your order, greenchef.com backslash Reality Steve 60 gets you 60% off your order. Check that out as well. But we'll be back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. And like I said, in two hours, Iris Jardiel from Temptation Island season four. Boy, does she got a story for you buckle up get ready so listen to that in a couple hours and i'll talk to you tomorrow everyone see you